Welcome back to the Baso Profundo Podcast. I am Jonathan. I am Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and we are getting back to you over after like a little bit of a break. We took a, we took a mm-hmm. week off. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome back. Sam, how have you been? I've been, I've been vibing. How are you? I have been okay. I mean, you know, doing the work thing and getting back into the groove after after our slump. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like having to pick everything back up and be like, all right, you know, tying my 1980s style kung fu headband like Daniel San, just like ready to go. Like, all right, back to basic mm-hmm. profundo. <laughs> <laughs> the first work week back after a vacation is always horrendous. Because it's like, Ugh, it's you always don't want to like, be there. and No, I know. It's like going back to school after summer vacation where you're like, oh, shit, I have to, I have to go back and I have to. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a whole thing. I know. I have to function and put myself <laughs> back together. I was on island time. We were, we were camping. Yeah, it's five o'clock always at camping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I camp is five o'clock somewhere always. I mean, that's kind of like yep. that's that's like what our what our group plays. It's it's just like a giant mixture of like Kenny Chesney, Jimmy Buffett, and what, what's that guy's <laughs> name that does No Shoes Nation? Yes, is it Luke Bryan? I confuse them. If it's either if it's Luke not Bryan Luke Bryan, or... that's also another one too who shows up yes. quite a bit. <laughs> Yes. It's just like a whole ton of like I confuse all the country music. guys. Yeah. That's okay. It's it's <laughs> it's a whole thing and we're just like over it. But yeah, we were last week we were we were camping. So we split the Mayday Parade episode into two parts, into into yes, two juicy bite-sized pieces, which was pretty great and it gave us a little bit of time to to function. So, but we're back. We're here to bring you cool content. So, yeah. Sam, what's what's been going on? I I saw that you were on another podcast actually. I was. I was a guest on my Uncle Mark's podcast. He hosts Ooh. a podcast every Wednesday and it's live on Facebook, which is not something live? that we do. It is, which was terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, just imagine. I think we were talking about it where it's like, just imagine being on live radio because everything we do is pre-recorded and, you know, we like fix it and put it together. So it's like to be to know that people are actively watching you. Yeah, I had to think like the whole time about how many times I say, um, and like, and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. literally. Literally stuff that like we take out in post if we're like, ah, uh, uh, you know, like I think <laughs> of, of my audio alone, I, I chop out 10 minutes worth of just ums. Same. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was really cool. And that was really cool that like your uncle brought you on. So yeah, it was played super some games cool. and talked about your cool, mysterious, tragic backstory. yes so he hosts a podcast like i said every wednesday it's live it's called radio irregardless with mark scalia you can find on spotify apple Podcasts, facebook all those good places for pods and his podcast is it's sort of just like a mix of anything he has a lot of artists on the show most of the time he has um uh comedians on the show he had my brother on the show once he's also a musician Oh, he so did? it's sort of just yeah he had he had him on a few years back i think that's dope yeah but it's just like a fun 
it's just a fun podcast. They just talk about random shit, which is always cool. And he shouted out Beso Profundo for us, which was so rad. Yeah. So. I remember watching it because I think, I don't remember, I don't know if he put it up now, but I watched it from Facebook from the thing that you posted. And mm-hmm. like, while you guys were talking about the podcast, I was literally in my truck being like, ah, Sam, say this. And it was weird because <laughs> you did. And I was like, yeah. yeah. oh my god so yeah do you know what episode you were on do you know what number oh gosh it was must have been like 200 something i mean i'll have to double check but it's the most recent one yeah well i mean if people listen to this in the future then it will not be the most recent. (laughs) so if you if you listen to it after it's live on spotify it would have been the week of august 9th 2023 is the one that i was on i don't know when he posts them after he because he like edits them and posts and then posts them on spotify and right 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 but then plus your name will probably be in the title anyways so if you like go to his page and look up sam's name that it'll like pop up right away right yeah yeah but that's really that's really really cool and so we're slowly working our tendrils and our and branching out into other things. We'll yes. just sooner or later we're going to be on like I was going to say CNN, but like I don't know. We're going to be on the news. You'll we'll, we'll mm-hmm. invade every aspect of your life. Watch out for Baser Profundo water bottles and shampoo. In yeah. The, in, the, <laughs> in the near future. <laughs> oh my god. But we come with a specific purpose and we bring you content Ew. from beyond the realms. Yes, Samantha. we do. What is our topic of the day? Today we are talking about a lovely song by the band XTC. It is called Season Cycle. Ooh, yes. XTC. And speaking of Season Cycle, today's video not video today's podcast is brought to you by pumpkin spice from dunkin donuts <laughs> they have it back mm-hmm. i am about to flip my fucking lid i didn't they know that. Have pumpkin. Uh, at I least in new york pumpkin. they do oh my god i'm 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 about to have an aneurysm i didn't know pumpkin came back this is <laughs> this is news to me we usually we we have like an outline where we write everything down and we have everything planned out this is shocking breaking yep. news pumpkin breaking back news. go get it freak the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> uh oh yeah see i'm i'm embracing my inner nine-year-old and i'm drinking kool-aid jammers <laughs> Oh, I love that shit. So good. I know. Oh, my God. They taste like a birthday party at your friend's house. Mm-hmm. Like, literally just summer, like, slip and slide, bouncy castle pool, like, Kool-Aid jammer. Just, I have, like, three. So, I I, I already crushed one of them. Get love them at, it. Get them at Walmart. They're, like, $2 for, like, six. You're wow. wrong. You're wrong not to get them. Exactly. Agreed. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my that is that is my beverage of the day. But love it. XTC. I I actually got into them because of your brother. Like we were at the campsite, our old campsite, ninety I, which was a haven uh, among Earth, and I remember putting together a playlist because I was like, oh, I want cool music. I want to be able to play stuff on the speaker, ambient mm-hmm. music for everybody. And so I was I couldn't think of like cool 70s, 80s like music. So I literally just gave my phone to your brother and I was like, Derek, do you know any cool stuff? And he's like, yeah. And he spent like a half hour <laughs> just like loading my playlist up. And then yeah, XTC uh, Plans for Nigel was on there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, and that's how I got into XTC. So 
Yeah, no, I have a similar a similar story. I didn't really know who they were until my brother was like obsessed with them for a short period of time. I mean, he still <laughs> loves them, but like, you oh, know totally. how Derek tends to get like he'll obsess over a band or yeah. something. He definitely was very much into them for a while. So yeah, like making plans for Nigel is one that I was very familiar with. Um, there is another one that I was very, Oh, sense is working overtime. That was another one that was played in my house a lot. How, how does that, how does that one go? Sense is working overtime. Sense is working no. overtime. Oh, yeah. Great one. Oh my God. Um, and then just like the plans for Nigel, like there, it's like, we're making plans, plans for Nigel. For Nigel. <laughs> I, I love that part. Uh, so all, good. I was just over at your house recently and we were playing video games and I think the topic came up where we just like, and we just started singing like XDC, specifically plans for Nigel. And then also for the episode, I remember we were talking about it and he's like, oh, what, what are you guys doing next? And I was like, oh yeah, we're doing XTC season cycle. And I thought it was so funny because both him and Caitlin were like, what made you pick that song? I was like, I don't know. Shit. Fucking, I like it. I don't know. <laughs> it's good. I hadn't heard the song until, until you put it on the, on the spreadsheet thing. Yeah. And so I listened to it and I was like, this is so funky. It gives me, well, I'll talk about it more, but it gives me yeah. Beach Boy vibes. It's it's a very summer song to me. And we'll get into that because it's funny that yes, you say Beach will. Boys. Ooh. Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, ominous. But yeah, so it's like, I think it's good. It's like super upbeat. If you haven't heard it before, it. I recommend going and listening to it. Whatever we do on the podcast, go and listen to it and then you know come back and listen to the episode just so you'll know and you'll have context for whatever we're doing or right. if, if for like our bigger episodes where we do concepts or albums like you could do it that way where you listen to it first you could listen to it as we're going over it so we'll be like oh next thing is this and then you can listen to the song and then come back whatever you want to do however you want to organize it that makes sense in your brain but yeah like when I was over, he had like a book of, of specifically XTC. It was like interviews with Andy Partridge. And I was like, where did you get this? This is really specific. And <laughs> so we were trying to find like to see if they did season cycle or if, if they covered it in the song, but they did not. So it's fine. Oh. So I, I didn't get any. My third eye was not opened. I didn't get any crazy insight as to what's going on with the song, but it's good. So listen to it, please. It is. Yes. Do listen. Do listen. But XTC, XTC is a band that was formed in Swindon, and Swindon is in the UK. It's about, it says it's in the M4 corridor. I don't know what that means. But yes, I don't either. Apparently it's important because it is, it is M4 seems too official, uh, but it is 71 miles west of London and 36 miles east of Bristol. Mm. Again. I don't know where those plate. Well, actually, I know where London is because I'd have to be dumb. Isn't that the capital? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, I don't know where Bristol is. I, it's it's near Wessex. I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of green fields. I'm I'm seeing Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're just we're just naming provinces and cities that we know. <laughs> Wimbledon. Wimbledon. <laughs> Manchester. These feel like Harry Potter houses to me. I know. You are in house Wimbledon. We're just casting spells. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
exactly. <laughs> I know. So XTC was formed in Swindon. The band members uh, are Eddie Partridge. He does guitar, vocals, and songwriting. There's Colin Molding, who does bass, vocals, and songwriting. Then there's Terry Chambers. He does drums. Dave Gregory. He does guitar. And Barry Andrews. Uh, who does keyboards but let's learn a little bit more about what xtc has been up to like what is what is stuff that they've put out and produced they have oodles of albums and singles and when i was doing research for this i had trouble finding the singles off of every album Mm -hmm. so i just put in like a, a little sprinkle of their most popular ones a little smattering Exactly. Yeah. So their first album was called White Music in 1978. Some of the singles off of there include This Is Pop and Statue of Liberty. So they've been around for a while. Yes, they have been around for a great while. And I didn't realize that things like songs like Making Plans for Nigel came out in 79. I just assumed that was like a mid 80s song. Just because it it, it feels like it. It feels like a mid 80s song. Exactly. So they definitely were ahead of their time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like mm-hmm. lots of lots of good stuff. But yeah, I'm looking at the the outline, and they have so many albums. Yes, so many. They have Go To, which is also a 1978 album. They have Drums and Wires from 1979, which is where Making Plans for Nigel comes off of. That was a single. Also, other singles: Wait Till Your Boat Goes Down and Ten Feet Tall. They have the album Black Sea in 1980 with singles: Generals and Majors, Towers of London, and Sergeant Rock. In parentheses is going to help me. Oh, they I have, hope so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they have the album English Settlement in 1982 with Senses Working Overtime, which is a very popular single from them, popular song. song. And fun fact, Senses Working Overtime, both the album and the single became the highest charting records that they would ever have in the UK. It peaked at number five and number 10, respectively. Which is super cool. So yeah. Would you say Senses Working Overtime is their number one? I would say probably, yeah. Yeah, just ba- also ba- I think they're most along. popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Wow. So yeah, yeah check. Uh, yeah, specifically the ones that we're pointing out. Like you know, check them out. They're good. XTC is good. So they're very good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They have the album Mummer from 1983 with singles Love on a Farm Boy's Wages, The Big Express in 1984, 25 O'Clock in 1985, The Dukes of Stratosphere is a single from there. The album we'll be talking about today, mm. well, we won't be talking about it in full, but we, we will be talking about one song from the album. Yeah, like the way that we cover it is like when we when we talk about like a specific song, like, you know, we have to talk about the band, we have to talk about the album, and then we get to the songs. We work like big to small, like really honing right. in on stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit like the production. Yeah, but Season Cycle is from the album Skylarking, which was in 1986, and they have two singles off their Grass and Dear God, which is another very famous one. Yeah, it's like, Dear God, like the kid and like, the, is it? A, it's like a child in the beginning, right? I think so, but I'm not sure. I don't know. That's just how I remember it. I'm not listening to that one right now. I just have, I, <laughs> I literally have Season Cycle, like, on the wind, like, really low in my ears, just so, like, I can remember. I'm like, how does the song go? It's just so, looping. Yeah, literally, it's just looping in, in, like, not, like, over you, but it's, like, it's, like, I have the, the, the volume turned down just so that mm. I, I can just hear it. So if I have to be like, oh, how does this go? I can, like, you know, listen. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have, uh... A 1987 album called Sonic Sunspot. Sonic Sunspot. That was there's two silent P's in front of 
Sonic and Sunspot, so that was confusing. It's the um, PP album, <laughs> Psionic Sunspot, spelled with P's. Yes. They have Oranges and Lemons from 1989 with a single of the Mayor of Simpleton. Non-such, non non <laughs> which is from 1992. They have singles The Disappointed and The Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. Topical. Pumpkin is back. Again, this is yes. not a drill. <laughs> I, I, ooh, I a love it. Hold on. A little oh. ASMR. Oh, yeah. Could, could, could you do that again? Ooh, ooh I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> me too oh my god yeah it's like the the crackly sound that's that's what we're gonna branch out and do next we're gonna do baso profundo the podcast and then we're gonna do asmr where sam scratches the microphone and i try not to burp in your ears (laughs) 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 oh so i'm sorry i interrupt you from with my buffoonery my tomfoolery i love it i love it i Uh, welcome the tomfoolery actually sorry i'm a little rascal I'm tr- <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to embody my uh, Victorian era street urchin. Like I'm just I'm I'm just I'm up to no good. Love it. <laughs> but they have two final albums, one in 1999 called Apple Venus Volume One, and then they have Wasp Star, which is also known as Apple Venus Volume Two, and that was from 2000, and that's the last album or the most recent album they have. So they've been they've been going a long time, nineteen seventy eight to two thousand. That's that's Oof, quite that's a career. A, that's quite a long time. Do you know if if they if they play anymore or if they're all alive? I don't know. I feel like most of them are alive. I know that quite a few of the band members sort of switched around after yeah. certain years and stuff. There was like some. There was one, I don't remember exactly, but there was one member who didn't like performing live, and so he just did a lot of studio stuff. Hmm. And they had some switching with guitarists and things like that, I believe. But I don't know if they... I, I'm tempted to say that they don't perform anymore, only because if they did, my brother for sure would have would seen them Would be screaming about it, yeah. Yeah, he for sure... I mean, he saw Rush like three or four times in, in their touring lifetime, so... I would be very surprised if they were still touring and he has not seen them yet. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like that would be on lock. Like tickets would be had. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Like we, 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 we would have known about it, but yeah. Yeah. So like they have a lot of stuff, hopefully, you know, they're still doing well and they still are, you know, whatever they want to, to pursue. But yeah. Yeah, lots of content to comb through that I'd recommend everyone look at. But as far as like the album and, you know, like get, getting to the song. So Skylarking, as we went through the the list of their stuff, it's the ninth studio album by XTC. It was released, what did it say? 19, did it say 1986? Yes, 1986, uh, October 27th on Virgin Records. It was produced by American musician Todd Rundgren. And, oh God, I remember, I remember. His name sounds so familiar. I know. I'm, I'm literally, I'm trying to like dig deep in the vault of my own brain because Derek was telling me stuff about Todd Rundgren. And I was like, I'll write this down. And then I didn't because we were playing 007 on the GameCube. And I'm so stupid. <laughs> oh my god! But apparently, Todd Rundgren is a big deal. Don't quote me. I don't remember. But it's the so the album itself. It's a loose concept album about a non-specific cycle, such as a day, a year, the seasons, or a life. So 
the title of the album refers to a type of bird, a skylark, as well as the Royal Navy term skylarking, which means fooling around like me. I am a <laughs> rambunctious boy. <laughs> you are a skylark. I am. I am the skylark. Uh, it becomes one of it became one of XTC's best known albums and is generally regarded as their finest work. Oh, I did not know mm. that. I yeah. I had just assumed since you know uh, English settlement and census working overtime was their finest because it topped the charts. But apparently, this is not the case. True, true, very true. Yes. Uh, so the al it says the album version three twenty one. Oh God, I can't remember what that means. Maybe that's the size of the album. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah, uh, the album Skylarking. The song was a part of was produced and engineered by Todd Rundgren. Recorded at Utopia Sound near Woodstock, New York, in April of 1986. Oh, cool. So, uh, at Utopia, which you can even go there today, um, but uh, at Utopia, Todd films "Time Heals" from his song "Healing," which became the second ever video broadcast on MTV when MTV mm-hmm. still did music and when it wasn't like reality shows, like "16 and Pregnant." Layla, like "16 and Pregnant," and <laughs> oh my god, what's that one where it's like in the studio where like the doodles? Ah, oh, I can't even remember. But yeah, like just absolutely crazy shit nowadays. Yeah, they used to play music. There's like the MTV Moon Man, and I was, I was, yeah, I was just in a. Um, I was just in a Newbury Comics the other day, and you know how they do like the pop figures of like different icons. Mm-hmm. I saw an MTV Moon Man, and I was like, "Oh my god, blast from the past!" That's cool. Yeah, but the studio uh, with its distinctive internal green walls was the location for numerous video and audio recordings in the 1980s. In recent years, the the building has housed a number of music-related business, including Radio Woodstock. And like I said, you can go visit at the Bearsville Center, which is made up of like two – it has two restaurants, a cafe, a bar, and uh, the Utopia Sound Studios. And, and like a, it says residences. Like maybe it has homes. I don't know. It just has a, a bunch of shit. So maybe if you're able to like walk around, if you're in the Woodstock, New York area, check it out. I know what my next day trip is going to be when I want to get out of the city. I'm going to go to Woodstock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're in New York. I actually don't know how far it is from Manhattan. You have to look it up, see what's going on. Let's see. Woodstock, what? New York. I know. Where, where is it geographically? Is it? Well, okay. Maybe let's not, let's not say how far it is because I don't want to dox you right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'll just, you'll just see where it is and be like, oh, that's doable. I fi- I'll find out eventually. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I don't know. But I can just imagine someone being like, oh, I want to. Because, you know, you know, that's a thing. Like when mm-hmm. people want to find like creators and stuff, they'll be like, oh, you know, see whatever videos they're in. So it's just like, well, based on the loud as fuck ambulances and police cars that are in the back of Sam's audio and oh, how close <laughs> she is to Woodstock. She lives here. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be both terrifying and I don't know, very like very surprising if someone found that out. I'd also be like, wow, that's pretty smart of you <laughs> that you oh. use those context clues to find out where I live. <laughs> With just those context clues. No, yeah, like there are creators who I know that have had to like I think they've had to go through that. I know at least the Smosh Boys. 
um like ian and anthony did had to go through that they, they actually just got back together recently but like they had the thing called like the smosh house where they lived together and mm-hmm. i guess people figured out where they lived so they would literally just have people showing up and knocking on their door that's terrifying yeah and it was i think it was the same thing for oh god who was it i think they lived in like an apartment oh it was the um the the boy the two boys from super mega um which is, you know, they have like their own shows and stuff like that. And they lived in an apartment building and they did, uh, they did like videos of them in the apartment where you could kind of see like the outside window and stuff like that. So people literally pinpointed exactly which window on which floor was theirs and they had people knocking on their door. So it's like, holy shit, that is wild. Like, that's just in- literally terrifying. Yeah. So people do be crazy. Yes. Yes. So, Dave Gregory, the guitarist, said, quote, Todd and Andy were like chalk and cheese as personalities. Chalk they didn't hit it off from the start. I have never heard that before. It, it's it's sort of like tickle your peach. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I will never let that go. Never. <laughs> I'm going to start using that chalk and cheese. Yeah, just like, like I use tickle my peach. Yeah. <laughs> they're like chalk and cheese. They just do not get along. No um he said quote things just went from bad to worse andy was saying how much he hated the album and when we returned home he was very depressed about it my only misgiving was that it was badly recorded perhaps todd was trying to recreate a 60s sound to capitalize on our beatles fixation but having said that skylarking is probably my favorite xtc album personally i like what tom did in the songs end quote i agree i think that it's the best xtc album as well it's so good like it has it has like some like heavy hitters off of it that Mm -hmm. are just like so satisfying to listen to like dear god and grass i it's it's it is it is very good i i know i've listened to it at one point but yeah it's it's very it's such a good album and it's funny because it's it's a little bit paradoxical like you know you make the entire album you put it out and you produce it but you just you don't like it like that just seems so wild to me is that right yeah, Andy just didn't didn't like it. Hmm. But they do have a Beatles fixation was something that I really dug into when I was listening to it because just the way that it sounds like, you know, especially like with the organ, like the upbeat sound, like some of like the harmonies where it's like, you know, it's going green like that. That mm-hmm. just that to me sounds, I don't know, very, very Beatles. But because you can hear it like the sound. It's, it's one of the first things that I said, like uh it, it reminds me of the songs you know with a little help from my friends and mm-hmm. especially like being for the benefit of mr kite like there's so much about it going on musically and that's true <laughs> i just made you listen to this like right before we we went on i was like sam i need you to know what i'm talking about this wasn't <laughs> like an acid nightmare that i dreamed up so it's like it made me think of the Beatles so like so quickly that it brought me back to the game Clue Finders Third Grade from I think it was put out in 1998, The Mystery of Mathra. So at one point they're you're going like through this like goose swamp and these four flowers float on like a leaf. And there's, you know, they 
they're clearly modeled off of the Beatles themselves. They're called the Liverpudlians. And <laughs> yeah, that's so, so like, cute. I know. So like there's there's a there's like one big tall one. He has like blue hair and like big pink sunglasses. So it's like, oh okay, that's John. And there's like a little one with like, you know, you can't see his eyes and he has like just the way that he talks, you're like, oh okay, that's Ringo. Mm-hmm. It's it's so cute. Like, oh, you need to collect Beatles to get to the top of Goo Falls. I'm like, ah, okay. There it is. You know, watching this for the first time, I've never played that game before. It kind of does feel like an acid trip. I know, because it's it's so wild. There's there's so much happening where they're just like, there's like the Liverpudlian flowers. You have to go defeat Mathra. I think there's there's like a matching game where you have to pick beetles off of like a giant sloth's back. And like, there's like, yeah, no, literally you have to like, there are like spiders that you have to evade. I played, I played the game and it's like a very much of that era. Like, oh, clue finders, there's jumpstart. And oh God, there was, it also reminds me of, I can't remember what the game was, but it was like a game where you would have to, like it helped you type. And there was like this guy in this like space car or whatever he he looked he looked like rock and roll santa claus i can't remember <laughs> i can't remember what the game was but it's like there was so many of those games and like just to see the beetles pop up and they're like oh hey you need to go and find the goo to get to the top of the waterfall to find mathra and it's like yeah <laughs> okay but yeah Very so it's much like the beatles super beatles sound and you also mentioned the beach boys yes my first time listening through season cycle i was like this is like a beach boy song it it feels it has such a beach boys feeling with the layers and layers of vocals and the fact that it just i mean even though it talks about different seasons for me it feels like a very summery song like i want to like roll my windows down and listen to it in the car so i just i don't know but after i read what you had put about the beatles and how much they're like um what's it called well, their influence even, was of the Beatles. Yeah, and they even said I was they like, had okay, I totally hear it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But so like their their sound, like for this song, like you said, it's like very, it's like very summery, very jumpy, very upbeat. Like for me, and I think we're 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 getting we're getting more into the vibes. We put that down later, but I feel like we we might as well talk about it now since we're since Yeah, we're getting, why not? Since we're getting into it. Like for me at least, like it's it makes me it makes me imagine like running through like a field of flowers like i'm oh what's her name um oh god who's who's mary poppins julie andrews julie andrews yeah like it reminds me of like the julie andrews like iconic like arms spread wide (laughs) like on like a mountaintop i'm like oh yeah it is going green sorry love with the sound (laughs) of skylarking (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like that's what this makes me think of like just like how how jumpy it is or like isn't there isn't there like a scene from like shrek one where Fiona and Shrek are like getting together and they're like holding hands and they're running. Like it, probably it makes me feel like that. Like just the, the sun is shining and it's great. Everything's having a good time. I feel very similar when I listen to this song. For me, it feels like I'm frolicking also through like a field of flowers or walking down the street with pep in my step. 
and purpose in my heart. <laughs> like, if you've ever seen this children's show on PBS, Arthur. When you're walking the, down, the street, down the street. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And the opening credits is just Arthur just, he just making his pumping. way downtown, walking yeah, fast, he's places passing, he's homebound, he's going. Da, 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 that's, da, what it, <laughs> that's what it makes me feel like. I'm like, I feel like I should like put my headphones on and walk down the streets of New York. like Without, like without a care a in the world. Exactly. Exactly. You should be terrified, but like you put on season cycle and all of a sudden all of your troubles just melt away. Exactly. <laughs> live, laugh, love New York. Live, laugh, live, laugh, love New York. <laughs> oh my God. But you, oh, I loved Arthur. I just I love the funky art. Me too. Me too. I, I told you my, I told you my story about my little, my little stamp. I mean, I told it off the air, but I just think it's stupid and it's funny. I used to have this like fanny pack. I mean, I, I still wear fanny packs, but I used to have one when I was a kid that was, I had this Disney fanny pack that, you know, I had like Mickey Mouse on it. And I would being, I, I, the only way that I know how to describe myself as a kid is I was just like a little crow is I would just pick stuff. <laughs> yeah. I would pick stuff up off the ground and be like, haha, that's neat. And I would put it in my, I would put it in my fanny pack just cause I, they'd be like shiny rocks. And I think I had like, I don't know. I used to have I used to have a clubhouse like that my pet built, and there was like a, <gasps> there was like a rug in there that had like you know like the rug with like the streets and like the little buildings where you could like drive little cars around on it. Oh, of course, I had one too. It's oh still my in God. my storage space. Holy shit! Yeah, like everyone had that. Every little kid yep. like had that rug like of a specific mm-hmm. time, and so like I had that in there, and I was very picky. Like, not like picky. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. No, I would just pick up things until like they broke or I'd get like pieces off of stuff. And I remember having like, this is irrelevant, but I'd like, I'd like tear little like threads out of the thing and I'd put it in my fanny pack. So I had like rocks and threads. And I also had <laughs> uh, the, my Arthur stamp. It was very roundabout. I apologize. And when you pressed it down on the page, like his whole head light up. So. Aww. Yeah, I loved Arthur. That's very cute. It's very cute. I also love Arthur. I know. I know. They just think of the rat wedding. Oh my god, Mr. Ratburn. <laughs> Mr. He's Ratburn. Uh, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Find happiness. So cute. So the album itself, it says the next 45, uh, which I think is the size of the album, The Meeting Place spawned a clear vinyl edition. Most notable, though, was the surprise U.S. hit the band scored with Dear God. So it came over to the States, you know, because they're like a U.K.-based band. And uh, they, it came over. They The Americans super loved Dear God, which had appeared on a four-track promo 12-inch that was previously only available as a U.K. B-side. Virgin slash Geffen decided to add the song on future editions of the Skylarking album where it replaced Mermaid Smiled. Hmm. Hmm. They just took that song out. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. I see that just the concept of that, like, you know, oh, you know, like we said earlier, oh, I don't like the album. But then just being like, well, we're going to put this song on here instead instead of this one. Right. Mermaid Smiled is out of here. Get out of here. Go away. So Andy said on the demo... Quote, the reason the Skylarking demo came out so gratuitously psychedelic is down to a visitation from my old work pal Dave Morgan. Post-painting, grotto-building, window-dummy molesting cohort from my days at Mick Rowley's department store. He turned up just as I was finishing this, so I simply switched the mic back on, and away we went. That's really cool. That's wild. Yeah, just like, you know, you just you get back with your friend, and it just it's it, send, it sends you back, so, you know... He turned up and I was just finishing this. So, but like, 
that's uh, that's really interesting and I, and I like that relationship where you can just like you know take it and go and make something like you know so influential like you know andy doesn't like it but it was regarded as their finest work so it's like to be like so critical of something but like you know put so much into it that's awesome right yeah it's interesting how they how they describe this their old days at the department store as post painting grotto building window dummy molesting cohorts <laughs> up to i don't so know weird i don't know what, what window window dummy means i don't know this is they are not of our of of our era they're this no they are not well, it's from like a different country back in the day so we're over here like scratching our heads like what are they talking about i know i'm like pulling out my resources that i remember from like being a child with parents who still listen to records and stuff and i'm like a b-side a b-side oh right you have to flip the, the vinyl over to get the second <laughs> set of songs yeah, I'm exactly. like running through my list oh my god i say vinyl's coming back vinyl has come back with vengeance like mm -hmm. i i have a ton of vinyl and i even i even inherited my uh my pep vinyl collection so i have like <gasps> stuff like, that's awesome yeah it's some good stuff where like oh he has like journey and Oh God! What's that band? I can I can literally see the album where it's like the spaceship, like Boston. Boston, yeah. Like I have like the yes. Boston album. I have such a good album. Like a lot of like rock. I think I have also a a Beatles album, uh, Sergeant Pepper. Oh. oh, you have Sergeant Pepper on vinyl. That's sick. Yeah, it's it's all it's all of his old vinyl from when he was in the Marines in Hawaii. So oh, cool. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know you like music, and I know you're, you know, you have your own vinyl because I have like my own where I have like the Monster Mash album. I have the Turning Red album from the movie because <gasps> Four Town for Life. I am a big Four Town. Fantastic. Uh, so I, I I have stuff like that. Like I have a Frank Sinatra album. So he's like, here you go. You know, like. You know, I check, check them out. So, uh, so good stuff. But yeah, vinyl. Like the that's where we're getting. I'm getting a little like confused because I'm like, oh, the next 45, 45. Oh, it's a small one. Oh, right. track promo twelve inch. What? What's happening? Oh yeah, we're not. <laughs> Keep doing that too. Yeah, I'm like, we're not in our fifties and sixties. We have to like figure this out. Right. Yeah. So, but the as as far as the album goes, we're talking a lot about about it. Skylarking. It has been, it has won and has nominated stuff. So Skylarking has been listed on the 100 greatest albums of the 1980s lists by both Rolling Stone in 1989 and Pitchfork in 2002. Mm. The song itself, it's the seventh track off the album. And as Andrew Partridge put it, was inspired by Smiley Smile by the Beach Boys in 1967. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the production part. And that's so funny because when I was adding my comments to our outline, yeah. I had written above that this song gave me Beach Boys vibes, as I have mentioned previously. Yeah. And I didn't even see this part that you had put about how it was inspired by Smiley Smile. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, now I get it. That's why it has the Beach Boys vibes. <laughs> You're like, I can feel it. <laughs> like, I can feel it. It feels like it comes off of Smile. Yeah, because your dad is in is in a Beach Boys cover band. 
too. Yes. So you must be yeah. very familiar with the Beach Boys. Like, oh, you I'm just, very much familiar with the Beach Boys. You just have like an innate sensor like built into you at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just, it's like an Inside Out where she, where she has like the core memory islands. Like one of them is just like, oh, like what is it? Like the the video of I get around where they're just like standing there playing, tapping their feet. Like it's just big <laughs> yeah. statues of them doing that. Yep. So. Ah, the Beach Boys. Uh, the demo itself appeared on Andy's Fuzzy Warbles Volume 4 in 2003. So hmm. we've already went over how we feel about the album. It's like very light and airy, makes us feel good. We're jumping and skipping through fields of flowers. But digging into what the song actually means, we're going to see what is the season cycle. Like the season cycle is at its core the cycle of the seasons i don't know why i made that sound so prophetic but it's how (laughs) the it's it's how you know the the globe spins everything changes spring summer fall winter you know winter chased by springtime like how it says in the in the song bring a harvest or a man his wife you know springtime's turning green the renewal of life so what what are your what are your thoughts as, as as far as far as those lyrics go? Like season cycle go from death to life. It's what 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 does that evoke for you? I love diving into the lyrics of these because I feel like it's very reminiscent of Kiss from a Rose, where you can kind of infer it in a different way. Yeah. So for me, when I was reading the lyrics, season cycle go from death to life. For the listeners, the next part, Winter Chased by Springtime, is like the background vocals. Mm-hmm. And I like how they use these background vocals to explain like death and life as winter and spring. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I inferred it because I, well, I just hate winter. So I sort of, when I think of death and winter, they're sort of like synonymous. And life and spring are synonymous because obviously in the springtime, there's things growing and new life is emerging for the summer and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like the spring to the springtime of youth. Like, you know, it, right. it really, it really makes you think where it literally is, is talking about the seasons, but mm-hmm. it will metaphorically talk about the the seasons of a person's life like winter is old age springtime like you're just born a new new life and then right you know summer you're at your peak yeah exactly because when i think about death as a representative term of winter i think about things like you said like old age the inability for things to grow seasonal depression that many people experience darkness appearing earlier or earlier in the day and just to name a few so I kind of agree with you in which the season cycle is a metaphor for life, not just like the actual seasons, but also like going from birth to death and back again. Yeah, exactly. But then I also noticed in like, cause you know, when, when you put in the lyrics is being a harvest or a man or his wife, you seem to really bring into the fold more like mythology because the song specifically references like religion and heaven and all that, like in the song later. So, but in like a whole different vein, you had put in like Greek mythology, like, you know, harvest man, wife, like what is it? Demeter, Hades and Persephone. Yeah. So for me, it seemed like 
the man was referring to like the harvest and his wife was the springtime so mm -hmm. like in many myths and legends goddesses are like the cheery green rulers of the planet think like persephone goddess of spring mm -hmm. growth whereas men like hades the king of the underworld are dark mysterious sort of like the winter cold months but persephone lives above on the earth during the spring and summer and lives in the underworld with her husband during the winter which is why it is cold so for me i don't know it just seems like it seemed like it fit the mm -hmm. aspect of Greek mythology. So I, I thought it was super interesting. No, I totally get that. And, and that's something that I, that I didn't even consider as far as, you know, the, the, the outline went or like how I was reading the, the song itself. Cause I was thinking, you know, season cycle from death to life, be, bring a harvest or a man, his wife. So, I the way that I sort of interpreted that and like I said I really like the Greek mythology corner. I really I I just really enjoy Greek mythology. I <laughs> as a kid I got super into like the Rick Riordan lightning thief stuff so yeah. I was just like yeah, oh my god. But yeah, so with that the way that I interpret it is like, you know, you're growing up, you're a little kid, you're having fun, springtime, uh, a harvest or man his wife so sort of like, you know, in in the stages like summer you'll you'll come together and then the you know time time keeps on ticking ticking so right it just it's it kind of reminds me also of it's like a specific comic like a newspaper comic where it's like oh god it's like a guy it's like a like a baby on a diving board and then they'll jump off and like as they're descending you'll see like different stages of the the person's life Mm -hmm. I kind of imagine that like as they jump like higher into the air they get like older and older no and like they... as the, as they jump off the diving board as they're falling they get older oh interesting interesting yeah yeah I could see that yeah so it just made it makes me think of that but yeah so with with that uh we you know we're talking about mythology and and religion the next couple lines is I get really confused on who would make all this. And, and I, I, I like how with the song, the way that the the sound is, at least, how it's sort of like very light and airy. Like, I get really confused on who would make all this. Is there a God in heaven? Everybody says, join our religion, get to heaven. And then it goes, I say no thanks. Why bless my soul? I'm already there. So it's yeah, it's really cool because it's just sort of like about appreciating appreciating the world around you and nature and the world. Mm -hmm. For me, this felt very much like when they say the why bless my soul when I'm already there, it's it feels like the main character feels as though there's like no need to go to heaven because earth is already heavenly enough mm -hmm. and this sort of refers back to greek mythology where like in greek mythology i believe don't quote me on this there's no outright heaven it like just only the underworld so yes. heaven in the sense that it is the opposite of hell could be the land of the living or earth in a greek mythology sense so as far as my my legs will take me in greek mythology and from what i can remember there is no outright heaven there's no there there isn't a complete distinction between heaven and hell but in the mm -hmm. underworld there are different places 
that you can go like there's the fields of asphodel there's tartarus and there's elysium and elysium is the closest in that mythology that you can get to quote unquote heaven that's where like Mm. heroes i'm pretty sure people who die in battle will go like you're heroic you have done like overwhelming good i feel like i'm pretty sure the fields of asphodel that's just sort of like the more mundane like you didn't do so much like in your life and then tartarus is where horrible people will will have been like i think i think sisyphus is in tartarus because he cheated death I think Midas is in Tartarus also because of his golden touch and curse. Hmm. There, there are people like that, that, that go, Oh, there's also um, Tantalus. I'm pretty sure Tantalus is in Tartarus also because what is it? Tantalus, Tantalus. I'm, I might be completely butchering and I should know cause I'm, I'm Greek. So I, I, I should know better, but Tantalus is like, he can't, eat or drink so he's sort of like he's by a lake with fruit trees hanging above his head and every time he goes to like reach for the the fruit the trees bend out of his reach and when he goes to like drink from the lake the the water retreats away from him so he's just like <gasps> eternally starving so jeez oh, that's uh, like as far as, that's that's as close as like hell gets like I think mm. Sisyphus is the classic tale of like, you know, you're you're endlessly pushing a boulder up a hill forever. Yeah. Forever. Like and then it rolls back down. You you have to do that. There's actually a video game um nowadays, and I think I think they're coming out with a part two. It's literally called Hades. Where Ooh, that sounds interesting. It's really, really cool. Um you're following the the main hero, Zagreus, and he is He's the son of Hades, and he's trying to escape the underworld and join his other family up on the surface. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. you get blessings from like the other deities. It's really cool. I'm looking. Yeah, forward, that's cool. I'm looking forward to two. But yeah, Greek mythology, super, super cool. But also, so how they're saying, you know, no thanks. I'm already there. Immediately, Belinda Carlisle, like, ooh, baby, do you mm-hmm. know what that's oh, worth? Yeah, heaven is a place on earth. <laughs> Again, our synchronicity issues are just not working for I us. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I know. So we're just like trying to be like, we're slowing down, like uh, trying, yeah. to, <laughs> trying to zone in on each other. Not happening. But yeah, just right. like more directed towards nature. And it's like the idea of, you know, you only get one shot at life. And it also comes from an angle of atheism because you know people are like oh you need to be good in this world and you know i'm not the way i'm saying this is not being critical of any religion based on beliefs of what happens between life and death in the afterlife you ever you can believe what you want but as far as it goes like i said from an atheistic perception you know people will say this is it you know this is life you have to make your life as as good as it can get because this is how this is how this works so mm. you know make this life that you have as good as it can get there's who knows what there is afterwards so appreciate what is already here and what is already around you so that's that's what that's what it feels like no thanks bless my soul i'm already i'm already there 
it's you know about life and nature fantasizing it's pointless because there's so much beauty already already around us mm, agreed go take a hike go to a state park i don't know go outside hear some birds touch some grass yeah please go to woodstock go to go, yeah go to woodstock new york Enjoy. Listen to Beso Profundo Listen while you're to doing Beso it. Profundo. Enjoy yourself. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Make your life better. Listen to us talk about nonsense and exactly music and music and, yeah. how, and how good Kool Aid jammers are. Drink them. Yes. They're amazing. Make me feel and pumpkin mine. spice and pumpkin exactly. spice and pumpkin spice. Amen. I can't wait. I Sam. I'm. I've literally been like thinking recently. I can't wait till we get to like our holiday episodes because, dear listener, <laughs> there will be holiday episodes. Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Is there such a thing as a Thanksgiving episode? Honestly, I could do an entire episode. Oh, I am so adding this to the list. What do you think? I could do an entire episode on the soundtrack to the Thanksgiving episode of Charlie Brown and the peanuts. Oh my God. I was okay. So I was literally just thinking, I'm like, is there, is there such a thing as a Thanksgiving song? The Vince Guaraldi trio. We should do an entire episode on, on them. Cause they're, Oh, they're just so good. If you like jazz, you have to listen to Vince Guaraldi and any of the peanuts soundtrack. It's I, just, I don't know who they are, but we'll check them out. <laughs> so good the christmas album oh anyways <laughs> yeah there's like tons of christmas music there's tons of halloween music but i'm like mm -hmm. thanksgiving i guess we could we could probably put that out as it gets closer but we got yeah we got lots of stuff planned and yeah yeah we'll, we'll switch up our themes good stuff so our favorite parts we've we've kind of gone over a lot of a lot of the lyrics a lot of the main lyrics because because some of it is when it comes to season cycle like a little bit repetitive in areas like, you know, because it says some of the lyrics, you know, darling, don't you ever stop to wonder? Did you ever stop to think about the clouds and the hail and the thunder? And I think there's one part where they ask Andy Partridge about how he pronounces umbilical, like how he stretches it out. And he says umbilical, like to make to make it <laughs> rhyme with season cycle. They're like, hey, man, what's up with that? <laughs> I love British people. <laughs> they're so funny. Yeah, it's just it is. It is really, it's interesting. We're, we're gonna we're talking more about like the the lyrics as you know in our in our favorite parts, but you know some some of the highlights is like autumn is royal as spring is a clown, but to repaint summer they're closing winter down. You know we're in this verdant spiral pushing the pedals on the season cycle. Oh, that's another that's another good insight. You know the season cycle to make it seem like it's like a a device or a vehicle that can't stop moving like you know it's like a bike pushing the pedals on the season cycle pushing the pedals yeah i pictured um the pedal of a car as well oh oh you know, they i say, see like, pedal to the metal like you're driving the car through life pedal yeah the metal. It, pushing, it don't stop pushing the pedal on the season cycle I, I I also like how they go. It's growing green, like in the in the in the beginning. Oh yeah, I for me I picture that part like literal flowers and stuff with like happy faces, and they're like swaying and they're, it's going green. Green, yeah, just swaying back and forth. I also like how in the beginning, so we're, we're we're sort of like dipping into our favorite parts and like our highlights from the song. I love how it opens, like how it's like you know immediately with the organ, season cycle moving round and round. I I like mm -hmm. that pushing light 
a life up from a cold dead ground i like that it's yeah and, and that's how and that's where it really brings into like the sunshiny vibe like how everything is like verdant and and nice like mm-hmm. it just it brings such good feelings but i want to say like my favorite part about it about the song is the bridge like mm. you know we mentioned earlier about god in heaven it's really like the crux of the song and it shows like how hung up people about like because less from like a musical sounding standpoint but just like how that the song is like deeper like you know religion hopes of an afterlife well, where were they where will you be in heaven uh when all there's so much around you but there's you're too busy to notice i right the, the grass is always greener on the other side so lyrically like in the depths of it that really struck me because i i didn't ex- i didn't even see it coming i was just like yeah i love nature birds are chirping we're having fun <sighs> existentialism oh no <laughs> <laughs> i totally feel that i didn't even like really listen to the lyrics the first time through i feel like i've mentioned in every single episode that when I listen to music, I tend to listen to the musicality first and not so much the lyrics. So when I went back and was like, actually like reading the lyrics, I was like, this, this can get kind of deep. This can be interpreted in a number of ways. Yeah, it's just super interesting. But I also like the bridge. I feel like it's definitely up for interpretation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, you know, there's a couple of different angles that you can take from it. But yeah, it just for whatever reason, it just like, out of nowhere i was just like oh god i thought we were i thought we were just talking about you know we're having fun outside now we're talking about death and yeah and what comes after holy I'm shit i'm like what where am i gonna go when after yeah i, I don't i don't want to go see hades yeah exactly <laughs> i don't want i want don't go to tartarus i want to go to elysium please please don't send me to hell please please don't send me to greek hell <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I want to go to Target. And I'm like, I want to go to Target when I die too. Oh my God. They they have everything you need in there. They have Starbucks, an electronics section, and among other things. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Tar- Target is Walmart's classier, older sibling. Like, Agreed. They've already gone to college. I do love a good Walmart. I, oh my God. They're where I used to live because I don't live there anymore. Don't look for me. I used yeah. I used to live in the Berkshires and in North Adams, there's a Walmart and it has like one of the best views out there because like it the sort of like the, the Walmart is set into the opposite. Like, I don't know if it's like a cliffside or whatever. It's not like it's a steep cliff. Like, I don't know why I pictured like a monastery up on a hill, but along the highway, <laughs> like you look out, like if Walmart's behind you, you just see like this big mountainside full of trees and it's like, gorgeous. It is so, yeah, we've been there. Like it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And especially in the autumn, just because of like all the colors, like it's such a sight and it's absolutely incredible. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. Best Walmart I've ever been to. Agreed. Me too. It's a it's a super Walmart too, so it has like groceries and, and everything. Oh, that's, I I I honestly miss it there. But Target. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 new to your older sibling. Exactly. My favorite part throughout the whole song is definitely the lyrics because not the lyrics. Sorry, the vocals. <laughs> the vocals. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. The, yes, the, the lyrics are the whole thing. 
I do love the lyrics, but I also, I mainly love the vocals because it just gives me such a Beach Boys vibe. <laughs> and, you know, growing up listening to the Beach Boys, const like, I mean, constantly. <laughs> I mean, I love the Beach Boys still, but like, I listen to that shit constantly. But the vocals, the vocal layering is just gorgeous. And specifically, there's this big chord at about a minute 39. Mm -hmm. It's so crunchy. I was trying to figure out what the chord is. Right. Let me. I don't know. I'm heading to a minute 39. Is it kind of like where he says, I'm already there, and how it like increases in sound and sort of like echoes out? Yes. Like it yes. really hangs on, like, I'm already there, and it like just like disperses. It sounds sort of like ethereal, and like it's like one of the parts of the song that's like almost spooky. It's weird. Like how you hear it like is. the symbols and like it's sort of like dissonant. I like that. Mm hmm. I think it also feels that sort of spookiness etherealness because of the way that they crescendo in it like it starts off really quiet and it goes hey, hey. it just spreads it just spreads and it makes it so so spooky yeah, it's like but for yeah exactly for our musician friends out there cough cough derek derek <laughs> um i was trying to figure out what the chord is i could only pick out three of the notes an f an a flat and a b flat and I don't know what this chord would make, but it's so crunchy. It's so good. It just, it gives me Beach Boy vibes. So what do you mean by crunchy? Like, Sam, how would you define crunchy? I would define crunchy as like a tension, I guess. So if you have a chord in a particular key and you have, so in a chord, for example, a major chord, you would have a root note, the third note, and the fifth note of the scale. Mm -hmm. And if something is crunchy, it's usually when there's two notes next to each other. Yeah. Or, or more like another note in the scale that's not the root, the third, or the fifth. Okay. So, for example, in like a fourth, you would have the first, the third, the fourth, and the fifth fifth and since the third fourth and fifth are all next to each other mm -hmm. it creates this sort of dissonance and this sort of tension that just makes makes your insides go like ah oh, so crunchy <laughs> so so it, i'm trying to work this out in my brain because i am not a musician i've mentioned this before i'm only a casual observer of the musical i just say hi these things are good i like these but sam is like you know we we, <laughs> we already went on our rant about dsus4 and then you wrote D, like sus2 dsus4 yeah yeah our, with our big foam <laughs> fingers that'll be merch one day of just dsus4 <laughs> so like when you say these are really close together it immediately makes me think of like different keys like how you can have like the key like the c key on a piano and like mm. how there are multiple and like when you play them all at the same time they sound nice because they're spaced out evenly enough so when you say like f a and b it kind of makes me think of like, oh, these, these keys are right next to each other and you press them all at the same time and it doesn't exactly sound right, but it produces like an interesting sound. That is exactly correct. Really? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. Oh, so if picture, genius. Yes. If you picture like a keyboard or a piano in front of you and you're pressing a bunch of keys next to each other it just it feels wrong it feels like ugh. but when you combine it with other notes in the key and sort of make it so i don't know it's it's hard to explain because there's 
notes that you play next to each other that are wrong, and then there's notes that you play next to each other that are dissonant or suspended, and and then you resolve it to like a major chord. It's it's very music is one of those weird things where it's like just changing one note could make the chord either sound ugly as fuck or <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one one note, one hair out of place is a make or break exactly. in the musical industry. Watch out. <laughs> That's... Watch your hairs. <laughs> yes, keep keep yourself in line lest ye be dissonant and ugly. <laughs> oh god that's my struggle every single day but like that's really cool like i i yeah. I'd never thought about that before just like how how uh, even how music works again i'm not a musician mm -hmm. <laughs> but that yeah but no like you picturing the piano that's that's exactly the perfect way to do it when you're thinking about these chords and these crunchy chords and stuff right. like that because to me that's like that's like almost like concepts you know where i can't picture it so i need to picture it on something physical to like work it out and like in in, mm -hmm. in such a way like to make it make sense for myself but that's really interesting me too I me too i never thought about that before that's really cool yeah sam with her musical Learned knowledge something every day yeah <laughs> um the musicians are probably listening to this being like ah she's wrong <laughs> yeah exactly she's off it's actually not an uh an a an a flat it's actually a b major what the fuck is she yeah. talking about what the fuck is she talking <laughs> about like, oh my god yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get dragged on reddit Mm -hmm. but so another part that i really liked and that, like i really really dug into it is okay so like the bridge music really follows and reflects the narrator's thoughts in a way and when he says i really get confused and who would make all this is there a god in heaven the sound descends in concern and then rises in wonder like at, mm. at the question so like is like you know, like I get, like where it says I really get confused on who would make all this and then it like rises is there a god like ooh like oh is there like it like sort of rises to the question and it kick mm. it sounds kind of ethereal and light at join our religion like right after the beat and the drums immediately kick back with like cer upbeat certainty where it says no thanks like ah <laughs> yeah it's like yeah like no way I'm good man me to my extended family that talks about Jesus and God and they're like, would you like to join our religion? I'm like, um, no, thanks. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> it, it like straight up. Oh my God. I remember working at my old bookstore and there would be people who would come in and it was so weird is like that they would hand me bills like to pay. And one of them, looked like a one dollar bill folded in half and when i'd go through it and like an unfold them it would literally be like it'd be like a flyer for oh if you're questioning about x religion yeah it'd be like a fake dollar no and one yeah one of like they'd pay me the right amount but one of them would be, just be a flyer and i'm like thank you i'm just here to work goodbye <laughs> i'm just trying to ring up books yeah, exactly in your starbucks order please please just let me do my job thanks uh but yeah so like that's sort of that's part of it i also am like immediately after 
and it sort of comes into the spook it, it ups the spooky factor of it says to but to repaint summer they're closing winter down it's like they're closing winter down and then like and it sort of like hangs on that and fades out and it becomes almost sinister and shifts into a minor mm. minor key with like the droning organ and it's like they're just laying on like those like one key and it's just like constantly in the background if you go to if you go to 213 just like the way that that sounds and like I feel like it reflects on the hibernation like it's just sort of like the droning like that sort of stillness like it's just really drawing that out at the end of life like during the winter followed and then it has like this sort of like four notes like the rising four notes where it's like dun 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 and it makes me think of how spring is slowly budding and breaking through winter to bring life back again like back back to life yeah i'm sorry that was very hard for me to i'm thinking (laughs) of very abstract concepts and my brain is actively melting it's like the nuclear reactor is shutting down i'm still (laughs) trying to go through with it so yeah like the droning winter those four notes and then it immediately jumps back into the song it jumps right back into the chorus and back back into springtime you know what i mean yeah i'm wondering too if they picked the organ on purpose one because it has that sort of sinister sound mm. and also because organs are played in church yeah oh i didn't even think so, of that nice yeah. catch. thank you so that's that's a cool little intertwining thing that they that they do this song is is a lot you could really rip this song apart yeah. in terms of the lyrics and the um, melody and stuff like that mm, yeah it could be like a full-blown dissertation or, or something mm-hmm. like oh man I, I i i picked up on that and i was like there's there's more to the song there's more to the song mm-hmm. than just that surface level but like so speaking of the seasons you know we sort of talked about the the seasons of life but it going a little bit simpler into the seasons of you know, the world, spring, summer, autumn, winter, it seems to even follow the seasons, the way that the song is structured, being, you know, spring is really jumpy, it kicks the song off, the song sort of smooths in into summer and, and like mellows out a little bit, you know, autumn is like winding down, you're sort of working into like it, I don't know. The only way that I know how to describe it is like descending. The song's descending and you're working into the mm-hmm. minor key of winter. So it has like a quieter interlude I mentioned before of like winter and then kicking off again into spring. So it's so but even the way that the song is structured, like you can follow it sort of like from beginning to end. Like the beginning until like from the first line until summer chased by autumn that's spring. From summer chased by autumn until round and round and round and round that's summer. And then from round and round and round and round until as spring as a clown, that's autumn. And then from there until the chorus kicks off again, that's winter. And then the chorus oh. picks back up and then that's spring again. So it like the, the way that the song sounds, even that is cyclical. Yes. They literally structured the song like a season cycle. Exactly. Exactly. That's so cool. (laughs) So I just, I think that's like, if you listen back to it again and look out for that, like how the sound is, how the, how it hangs off of 
you know, they're closing winter down. Hibernation. There's nothing. That's complete, mm. complete winter. Like, and then right back into like the jumpy bass, the organ. Springtime. We're we're back into it. Yeah. Back, in, back in business. So that is that is so so cool. I I really like that. But so we're we're getting more into the into the production part. So like, and I feel like. You know, I've been talking a lot. So, Sam, uh, why don't we we change gears? We're switching it up. Why don't you take this next part? Because it literally talks about, you know, notes and keys and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's right up your alley. Because I feel like I was talking about, I'm it like, is. yeah, A and E and, and E flat, <laughs> whatever those are. <laughs> So, part of an ongoing series of interviews by Todd Bernhardt about the songs they featured each week on MySpace, Andy remarked when asked where the song is from, he said, quote, I think the first musical idea that came was just the rolling. The chords that became the title line at the start imitates organ pattern that starts yeah, the song. Yeah, like right, right in the beginning. Yeah. You know, there's a nice roll to it. In fact, I think it's A and E, but E is played in an inversion where the note of a flat is on the bottom so it doesn't seem to move too much it just seems to rock gently about so i think do you know what that means because i'm completely lost i'm over here scratching my head like a confused monkey i think when a when a chord is inversion this could be very wrong but i think so for example if you played like a c major chord you'd have c e and g yeah where c is the lowest note e is the middle g is the highest note of the chord right but if it's an inversion i think you play it so that the fifth so the g would be the lowest note and then the c would be the middle and the e would be the highest note. So you almost move that highest note to be the lowest note and it's the same chord, oh. but it sounds a little bit different because you're used to having the fifth note of the key or the the fifth of the chord be the highest note, but now it's the lowest. Oh, so it's so it's it's literally like reflected. It's sort of like it's you just right. you just shifted everything to a different side. Right. It's literally like an inversion. And that could be very wrong, but I, I believe that's what it is. So if the A, if they play E and it's an inversion and A flat is on the bottom, it doesn't seem to move too much. It just seems to rock gently about. Yeah, I think that definitely makes sense. Okay. Um, so he like he, he even continues like with the like how he found this and like with how, even making the song yeah so he says that was the first musical thing that i found and that suggested the melody because it's and then he sings the note from the verse those notes are suggested in the chords it almost fell out too easily that first line but i think the main inspiration the kind of puppet master behind the intention to do the song like this was hearing the smiley smile album on a trip to london in dave's car so and this is bringing in the uh, the, the beach boys the beach boys like the inspiration yeah. for like you know obviously the the beatles fixation but smiley smile where that mm -hmm. came from and how it inspired the song yeah. And that makes a lot of sense because I feel like this song could totally be off of that album. Mm -hmm. Like for sure. It just has that vibe. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was, they were, they were in the car and they were listening to the song, but like, not exactly. 
Yeah. So he said, quote, he could only hear half the song over their own car and the other cars on the motorway, but said, quote, and because I couldn't hear it all, imagine trying to grasp what you're hearing if you're listening to this album for the first time and it's barely audible. It was pretty dreamlike. I think I thought, well, if they can do something so symphonic and broken apart and almost made out of edits, because, you know, you can hear edits almost every few bars on the album, then I'm going to write a song that sounds like it could have been almost been edited every few bars. And that was sort of big intention behind Season Cycle to write something that was not symphony like, but had a lot of parts and holes and sections that were perhaps a little incongruous with each other. And I feel like that works into like my working theory about having these sections literally represent and be different from each other, representing like the seasons, spring, summer, autumn, fall, just because they, they have different sounds. Right. Oh, yeah. I, uh, that's interesting that they say it is like not they explain it or describe it as not symphony like but a lot of parts and holes and sections that are a little incongruous with each other that's true and i think that also ties into the whole aspect of how this song can be split literally into different seasons yeah like because there's you know there that one part with the organ which feels very much like wintry and I don't know. It's just uh, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then, so I even had to look up the definition of incongruous. <laughs> this is their dictionary corner. So it says, not in harmony or keeping with the surroundings or aspects of something. And mm. and I feel like that works into the big crunchy chord and how that's like very like not in tune with like the rest of the song and purposefully. And then the droning of the of the the organ so it's just it's sort of yeah. like it from the rest of the song it breaks and then comes back together like very and it snaps together even it's not like there's like a gradual progression it just all of a sudden back to it mm-hmm mm. That, oh, for sure. That's really cool. He also remarked in uh, Contrast Issue 7, which was released in spring of 1990, in fact, it started out very much like a folk song, very strummy. And just to kind of tie things up, I tried to do some other things going on at the same time because we're cross-melody maniacs of this band. And yeah, you even hear that, like I said, in, in the harmonies. Mm -hmm. continuing but i thought it would be fun then i just thought shit this really does sound like a beach like the beach boys yeah i'll make it sound <laughs> a bit more like the beach boys he felt that the end results were nearer to harper's bazaar than the beach boys personally hmm what's harper's bazaar i thought that was the magazine oh harper's harper's bazaar let's even check that out because <laughs> I don't listen to him very much of the Beach Boys, so I'm just like, I'm not sure. No, no, Harper's Bazaar is a pop band. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. What am I thinking? American of? Sunshine pop band of the 1960s, best known for their Broadway Sunshine pop sound and their cover of Simon and Garfunkel's song, the 59th Street Bridge song, Feeling Groovy. Hmm. Huh. Oh, it is also a magazine. Oh, it is. Oh, so it's both. <laughs> yeah yeah so interesting i mean if anything if you want to really get to get to the the core of this album and you know skylarking and even season cycle check out season cycle check out smiley smile and then mm -hmm. also harper's bazaar and then you'll really dive into the mind space of andy partridge regarding the backing vocals and todd rundgren's idea from them and like how they fought each other he said quote i think the biggest input he on 
that was the section round and round and round. It, it, you know, how I said that's moving into autumn. It was that descending chord section where we're playing it a little clumsily. And he said, why don't we try this chord instead of that one? I think you'll find that shift more easily. And it did, you know. He actually stuck up for me on another section. It wasn't an argument, but I was getting into a bit of a horns lock with Dave over that section. Just to repaint summer, we're closing winter down, which is very dissonant. Dave was saying, whoa, you can't do that. The scale you're singing doesn't really go over the chord underneath. This has happened a couple of times with Dave in our career because he likes things to lock in while I like things to rub a little ouch at things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he, he, he likes things to sound like a little curious and they don't work together. And I, I like that phrase and like to rub a little ouch. ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, uh, but Todd stuck up for me and said, no, you should really do it the way Andy wants it here because that's much more exciting. That dissonant scale over the chord, it's much more thrilling. He fought in my corner for that one. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what is the part where it's like, you know, round and round and round. Oh, I think that's talking about like how, it winds down and I get confused and, you know, round and round and round descending. I, yeah. I, I like that. That's it's Me too. And it's, it is really nice to be able to hear like what the artists think of like their own songs and like talking about it. Like I was trying to find it in, in Derek's book, but it wasn't working, but you can read more of, of these interviews on, I think it's uh, chalkhills.org spelled C-H-A-L-K-H-I-L-L-S, all one word, .org. And you can check out like the interviews with Andy Partridge there in more depth. So interesting to hear about what they think about their own shit. And also from like the, from Todd's point of view or his ideas mm -hmm. as a producer, how that conflicts or works with the same ideas of the artists as well. Right. I think that's super important in, in production to have like a cohesive thought process with your producer. Yeah. And then even on the outside, it, you know, obviously like Andy and Dave were at odds and mm -hmm. he, he came in to, to settle the dispute in some way. Like, no, this is more interesting. Like this sounds cooler. And then Todd Rundgren, again, Derek said he's very important, so I will believe mm -hmm. I will believe him because he is a knower of many things. But like to have someone who is more knowledgeable, or not even more knowledgeable, who is also in the musical scene, being like, "No, this is like really striking. Like you should go with this." I think that is that's also like pretty cool because it gives you fresh eyes and something outside of yourself. Right. Like you don't want to have just an echo chamber. Well, I mean, not even then because Dave and Andy were fighting. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it gives you like a non-partial person to be like, no, this is great. This is, this is great. Right. So as we wrap up, Sam, what are your final thoughts about maybe XTC, not even just them, like season cycle. How do you feel about the whole, our, our whole overview of, of the song? My thought is that I really like the song. I am getting both excited and nervous for the season cycle <laughs> because I hate winter. And even though I'm drinking a pumpkin iced coffee currently, the thought of having winter come after fall is terrifying. But in terms of the music and the band, I think I should listen to XTC more. I don't know why I don't. I know. So. Yeah, like I, I have them on a couple of my playlists, like especially the one that Derek put together and helped me put together for me. But 
they're 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 good like if you really like the 60s 70s era of music the sort of like pop a little bit of rock sometimes but mostly like the sort of like ethereal pop feel check out xcc i really like them i like the idea of the season cycle you know oh well you get to we're we're in summer right now and oh i like i took the walk yesterday like oh this is so nice oh my god i can't can't wait for autumn and fall and then winter then winter happens lockdown we're in we're hibernating yeah no more traveling because the snow i'm scared of the snow (laughs) Me too. <laughs> Not like the concept of it, but like I, ugh. I hate it. I slid. You remember? You remember my car and had the, how it had that awful broken off bumper? Yeah. And I slid in the snow and it broke off, and just that's scary to me. But yeah. And then plus, I drive for my job. I'm only allowed to like winter when I clock out. So. The thought of that is not pleasing to me, but autumn's coming, yeah. so something to look forward to. <laughs> Season cycle, true, true. existential crisis. Don't freak out; everything's fine. But the season cycle—is that what XTC stands for? What XTC? XTC existential crisis. Uh, yeah, that's what they're giving. They're giving. They gave us a big XTC today. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Literally existential. Uh existential crisis i don't know probably not but it fits so yeah that was just like a light bulb moment actually i'm i'm curious like i'm trying to i don't know if it stands for anything so i'm looking for it yeah just before we go xtc band meaning uh it was decided that the band would have another name change the dukes of the stratosphere was considered but partridge thought it was too flowery and psychedelic he derived xtc from jimmy durantic's exclamation upon discovering the lost chord what? Why do they? Oh, why do they call themselves that? Leads. I also thought maybe it could be like a play on ecstasy, like the drug. That makes sense. Oh, because they're pretty psychedelic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says uh, the lead singer Andy Partridge once said that the same. The name came to him upon watching an old Jimmy Durante film, where in wherein apparently Jimmy says that's that's it. I'm an ecstasy. And then he's like, oh, XTC. Oh, XTC. Oh, <laughs> oh, I see. I see. XTC. And then later the band went on to produce albums under the name Dukes of Stratosphere. So they did go back to it, even though it was too flowery and flouncy. Mm, I like it. I like it. So we should both definitely listen to XTC more. Yes, we should. We are, we are in agreement. Excellent. Well, that is uh, that is all that we have today for XTC's season cycle. I hope you enjoyed Woo-hoo. it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Where where can where can you find us, Sam? On uh, you can find us on Instagram at Beso Profundo Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Beso Profundo underscore. And uh, what platforms can you listen to us? Where where can you find us in your your listening ears? You can find us in your listening ears on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, pretty much anywhere where you find your podcast. Oh, and oh, I'm sorry. I, sorry, go no, ahead. I just needed to get this out because this freaked me the fuck out the other day because I was looking up. I literally looked up our podcast. Holy shit. I forgot to tell you about this. So I was looking up our podcast and I looked up. I, th- I got to the website ref Refonic. Yeah. R-E-P-H-O-N-I-C dot com slash podcast slash base of profundo. And 
our podcast is is listed. You know, it has our it has our what? It, yeah, no, no, no. I'm serious. Like it has our it has our podcast that that you know with our thing. Uh, let me link this to you. Hold on, just because I was like, holy shit, our podcast is listed to places that I didn't even list it to, and. So you go to Refonic, it has our description, it has everything, it has our description of like our Twitter. Yeah, but it has it says listen and it has links. And I was like, oh, so it has Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yep, that I that you know we put it there, but then it also has a Castbox. I was like, what is Castbox? Podcast Republic, Good Pods, Overcast, Podcast, Pocket Casts, uh, Google Podcasts, and our RSS feed. And so I was like, this is Whoa. like this is too many things. How is I didn't put those there. Who put those there? That's crazy. <laughs> and so yeah. This is so cool. I know, like literally click on click on good pods and it has our stuff. It has like statistics for it. I was like, what? So I just thought that that was crazy. And I really wanted to share that with you because we have our RSS feed is like how our podcast goes out to all of these other sites and then it's just listed everywhere so i don't know like our our main ones are apple podcasts spotify and google podcasts but if you somehow if you're like super into podcast republic or good pods we're also there yeah I, this is so cool i know I found, I, i'm sorry i found this like last week and i was so i was i was you know two parts excited one part freaked out i'm like i did not put those there who took our podcast and put that there yeah also i don't know a lot about the statistics of spotify and and apple podcasts and things but if you like our show please give us a rating on spotify and apple podcasts because i believe that helps the platform sort of yeah it like it takes spread your thing if that makes sense no yeah it does like it basically when you put down a rating on our podcast it basically gives the thumbs up for spotify saying oh people like this this is good maybe more people will want to enjoy it and it slowly starts to put our podcast more heavily into circulation more into public perception and the seeing eye so if you on anything if you give us a rating you give us a comment literally anything will be of it, it'll do more than you could even imagine so like comment tell us what you think give us a rating because that really really does help on any mm -hmm. and on any and all of our places where our podcast can be found. Like I said, our main ones are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So literally anything that you can shoot us our shoot our way is just immensely helpful. And we could not thank you more for that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Awesome. I know, I know. So that is going to be all for us. And we will see you in the next episode next week with your regularly scheduled programming. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>